0: to the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 which we read a couple of weeks ago in our first uh, message Uh, but now we're going to read verses uh, 16 and 17 which says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Everyone say faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So in our, in our theme for the year, do we have that graphic? In our theme for the year, uh, we're talking about the gospel, living the gospel, preaching the gospel, advancing the gospel, and so we want to talk about what that means, which we have been talking about for a couple of weeks. Um, so today, as we talk about live the gospel, well, what is the gospel? And we've talked about it already. The gospel is that Jesus died for our sins, Jesus was buried, and Jesus rose again. And the real question is, is why is that important? Why is the gospel so important? Why is what... Jesus did. Why does that matter? Well, the biggest reason is there's no salvation without it. Uh, it's our hope. Because he did that, we can be free from sin and we have a hope that is out of this world. As, as um, we continue to talk about our theme about live, preach, advance the gospel, today we want to talk about what does it really mean to live the gospel. And we're going to cover actually a few aspects of that over the next few weeks. But the first part that we're going to focus on today, and we did touch on it last week, to live the gospel really means to live a life of faith. To live a life of faith. So now a lot of times we think, well, we know what faith is. We've heard the term faith. But in a very practical sense, to faith, uh, faith means to believe or to trust or to put your trust in, or to commit. And in a church setting as we are, it actually means to entrust your spiritual well-being to Christ. So, so in, in this sense, it's to put your trust in Christ. Um, the Bible describes faith as this. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what does that mean? Well, the Amplified Version puts it this way. Now, faith is the assurance or title deed. Now, I meant to get it from my office and I forgot, but in my office, I have the deed to the property I own. Okay? Does anybody own any property? And you have a, a title or a deed. Even, actually, a car, if you have the registration, that's they call that the title. That, that tells you that you own that. Now, if you so happen to buy a house or a property that you've never seen, which is possible. I bought a car or a minivan over the phone one time. I didn't even see it. Um, and I got there, and thankfully it was as they said it was. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, unfortunately for my wife, because it was brown and she doesn't like brown. But, um, right, so you can buy it. If, if I was to bring from the office right now my mortgage papers, my title, and say, look, I own this house at this address right here. And you would look at the papers if you knew how to read those bank documents say, well, I guess indeed you do. Now, you, didn't, you don't see the house. You've never been in the house. But that paper tells you that I own that house. Well, that's what faith is. Faith, you don't necessarily see it but faith tells you, hey, I own that or I I have that. It says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends in fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So faith is is assurance. It's like a it's like a deed, right? So just kind of like that piece of paper. Well here well, here's the thing. What is our faith based on? Our faith, uh, well, for some people, faith is based on, you know, just hope. And, but that's, that's not faith. Faith is actually based on some papers. These right here. This, this is kind of what faith is based on. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, so I believe in healing. Why do I believe in healing? Well, a couple of things. I've seen people healed, but it's written here. Right? So even if I wouldn't never have seen God heal anyone, I could still believe in healing because of the faith that I have in God and His Word. It's the same with, with peace. Now, healing you can see, depending what it is. You know, if someone's leg grows back, you can kind of see that. You know, they'd have to change their name from Eileen to something else. If, but I know that was a lame joke. That was also a joke as well. But anyway... Um, you know, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, hope. You can't see hope. You can't see peace. You can't see freedom. You can't see love. You can't, but you, but you know, you, or you have faith, or you believe. There are certain things. The Bible says that faith is evidence. Now, there's a big difference in evidence and proof. How many has ever been to court before, whether for a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not going to judge here. I've been to court before. I got pulled over. Um, I've been to court for more than one speeding ticket. I won one and kind of half won another. Um, the first one I won, I was driving a K car. How many, how many are old enough to remember K cars? Okay, now it was the standard. The only standard K car I've ever seen. I know there were more. Uh, and I'm, I'm on the highway. I'm coming from Bathurst. And he says he clocked me at like 140 something. So. Uh, here's my whole defense. I'm going to give you my defense. I didn't have to use it because he didn't show up, so it was just thrown out. But here was my defense. I had one defense. I was going to take my keys, hand it to the judge, and say, "Sir, if you can get that car to go 140, I'll pay that fine right now." Because <laughs> I've never been able to get that car to go 140. That was my defense. Thankfully, I didn't get to use it because I probably would have been found guilty. I thought it was a clever defense, but I'm not sure that was enough evidence. Right? So, the difference between evidence and proof is that evidence will point to the fact, but it's not 100% proof. I don't need evidence that you're here today, I can see you, I have 100% proof. You're here, and we have witnesses. Okay? Now, if your coat was left on the chair after service, but nobody had seen you here, your coat would be evidence that you were here, but maybe we didn't see you. You snuck in and snuck out. (laughs) Evidence is kind of the same thing. It's not 100% proof, but faith is like that. It's the conviction of their reality. It's like I mentioned earlier, love. You can't see love, all right, but you can feel it. But how do you know if someone's really feeling love (laughs) or they're just delusional? (laughs) Well, it's easy. They get married and you find out real quick. Right? That's the proof. (laughs) Okay, we got marriage counseling (laughs) sessions starting. Um, Right? You can't see it, but you can feel it, but you're not sure. Is that love? Is that leftover pizza? You know, what is it? Like what? The wind. You can't see the wind, but what? You can see the effects of the wind. All right? Electricity, you can't really see it. Well, I guess it's the lightning bolt, but trust me, as we talked about before, you stick something metal in a socket... You're going to feel electricity. Well, it's kind of like faith. It's, it's not something you necessarily experience with all the five senses, but you know it's real. All right? You, you don't need um, faith for things that you can experience. As I mentioned before, I don't need faith to believe that chair is there. It held me up. Now, I needed faith in the dude that designed it and the manufacturer that made it, that it would hold my petite frame, <laughs> all right? I needed faith, and I have faith. It, it's kind of like a vehicle. Every time you get in it, whether you realize it or not, you're putting faith. You're putting faith in the manufacture of all the different parts, especially the most necessarily parts, you know, like tie rod ends and ball joints and engines and transmissions, that it's just all going to work. You, 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 don't need, you, don't, you don't have to know how it works. You don't have to know what's connected to what. You just got to know when you either press the button or turn the key and put the the, the lever and gear or turn the knobs. Now they have knobs for gears. Um, you just gotta you just gotta have faith that it's gonna work. And if it doesn't work, then you gotta have faith in your mechanic because you're gonna take it to him and you're gonna trust that he's gonna put it together, right? So people have faith and they put their faith in all kinds of things and in all kinds of people. All right, so a doctor. You, you, hopefully the doctor you go to, you have faith in, or you're going to the wrong doc, right? But you know what? Mechanics make mistakes. People who design cars make mistakes. There's some famous stories of cars that, that, there was this cute little car, Fiero. Anyone ever hear of a Fiero? Yeah, they always catch on fire. Someone made a mistake, but, right? Doctors, doctors make mistakes. There's some serious consequences sometimes, Right? The government. Anyone got their faith in the government? No? <laughs> you can post put it on Facebook. Um, <coughs> all right? I got, I got faith in my belt right now, in most days. And you're thankful the manufacturer of my belt did a good job. <laughs> We're all thankful for that. And I am as well. Right? We'll put, we'll put faith in a spouse. Faith in a parent. Faith in a friend. A counselor. We got faith in the banks. I got faith that when I look at my bank statement, what it says is there is actually there. If it's more, I won't complain, though. <laughs> but I'm hoping what, you know what? We drive our cars knowing that when we get in an accident, our insurance company is going to take care of it. You know what it's based on? One tiny pink piece of paper. That's it. This is all the guarantee I have. This is, I got my faith in that pink piece, piece of paper. But there have been insurance companies deny claims through loopholes, all right? The guy managing your retirement plan right now, you got faith in him? There's some dude somewhere managing all your retirement money. Unless you don't have any, then that dude is you, (laughs) and you got faith in yourself, all right? But see, so here's the problem. We're born with faith. Kids have faith. Kids trust that there's going to be food on the table. Right? Water to shower with or to bath with. Um, they're gonna have a place to live, you're gonna pay the mortgage payment or the rent. They have fi- They don't lie in bed at night, lie in bed at night worrying about, oh, I hope the car starts tomorrow. I hope like they, they don't they have faith. They're born with that. They're so trusting. That's how we're born. It's the same with love and hope. We're both born with those things as well. But then as life goes on. What happens? People let us down. Things let us down, right? And we begin to lose faith, lose hope, even love. If people have lost it, it's because they've loved the wrong things or the wrong people or put the hope in the... And faith is the same. And so then what happens, right, if they're not raised in a, in a home that has faith in God, faith is another thing. So then what happens? They come to a church or they come across a Bible or they hear a preacher And they don't have a whole lot of faith left to put in God. Because their faith has been depleted through other things. It's kind of like money. You only have so much. And when it's gone, it's gone. Right? And if you put it in all the wrong things, like say a a machine, a gambling machine, and you don't have enough to pay your mortgage, because there's only so much, right? It's kind of like faith. If you put it in all the wrong things, and those things let you down then you don't have a whole lot left. Generally speaking, unless it's children, and that's why we love our children's ministry, because they just have so much faith. But generally speaking, by the time people get to me, or get to church, their faith is so weak, or so low. It's like being bankrupt and walking into a bank and saying, can I have money? Because the only people that can get money from a bank are people that already have money. So people walk into a church and their faith is low and their faith is weak. Thankfully, we're not a bank. We're a church. And if you're looking for faith, you've come to the right place. Because God is the author, the Bible says, and the finisher of our faith. So what he gave you, what he gave you in the beginning, he can restore. And the Bible says, as I said earlier, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So just keep digging in. And I'm telling you, it's a source of faith. Amen. I don't know how they mine bitcoin but bitcoin, but I know how to mine faith. Uh, Amen. You dig into this book. And so here's what happened. And then they think they put their trust in God, but they don't. They just have expectations of God. Somebody dies and they blame God. Somebody gets hurt and they blame God. Right? But none of those things are God. Not at all. To expect God to stop a car accident is like expecting your insurance company to fix everyone's car on the road if you get in an accident that's not going to happen right what happens is is that people don't put their trust and faith in God they treat God as a as a vending machine or a genie in a bottle and they make wishes and hope God meets those wishes and demands but God doesn't work that way but when you put your faith and trust in God it's the same as human relationships only better because when you, when you put your trust in a relationship, and again, whether it's a spouse, uh, a parent, or a friend, you're, you have certain expectations. Many relationships, there are unreasonable expectations, and people let you down. I don't call that failure. Uh, I just call it unreasonable expectations that are not met. But what happens is, when we, when we enter into a relationship with someone, and it's healthy, and it's not toxic, and you have reasonable expectations that have already been discussed, And there is no failure, moral or otherwise. What happens is your faith, you have more faith in humanity if the people in your life have been good to you. You have more faith in humanity if the people in your life have not let you down. And so when you come to God and you have a good relationship with God, not genie-in-a-bottle relationship type, all right, you actually have a relationship, you talk to God all right, you read his word. You're, you're faithful to him and he's faithful to you. And yeah, you don't get everything you want. How many have parents that gave everything you wanted? Some of the kids in the back, I'm just going to watch, all right. If they did, that's not good. That's not good, right, because there's many things you don't need. And it's the same with God. And maybe you don't understand his ways, just like my kids didn't understand my ways and I didn't understand my parents' ways. You don't understand it all, but you put your faith in God, and he proves himself faithful, all right? So that's what living this life of faith is, all right? You take what you have left, and here's the deal. The good thing is with God is you don't need a whole lot of faith. So let's say today you don't got much. The Bible says if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, and a mustard seed is really small. If you have faith of a grain of mustard seed, you could actually speak to a mountain and it would move. But if you would take that faith today and put that faith in Jesus Christ and trust in him, I'm telling you, he's not like humanity. They, God is not imperfect, all right? But why? Why put your faith in him? Well, first of all, he gave it to you for that express purpose. The Bible actually says that every man is given a measure of faith, and that's mankind there. All right, not just talking about men. Wow, well, women have no faith? No, they have faith. All right. What difference does it make where we put our faith? Why is faith so important? Well, here it is in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. For by grace, for by grace, are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast for... For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are Christ's workmanship. He made us. We are a fine piece of art. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm fine. All right. Some of you didn't sound convincing. Um I would say, turn your name and say, you're fine, but I don't know who you're all setting aside, and that could lead to trouble. Um, for by grace, what is grace? Grace is simply God gives you what you don't deserve, right? As parents, we're, we're gracious with our kids, right? They deserve, uh, in the old days, a spanking. But we're gracious, so we don't give them a spanking. And then we realize we should have. Just kidding, <laughs> for all those watching, um, but it's God given us this, just the opportunity to have God in our lives, to, to believe in God, to receive anything from God we don't deserve. But he says you're saved through faith. He's saying you don't deserve salvation. We're saved through faith. In other words, you can't be saved without it. All right? Um, the, the reason faith is so important, it, it's kind of the whole reason Jesus came to suffer and die for our sins. We have... We have faith that he did that, and we have faith that our sins were taken care of on the cross. Um, It's it's one thing, you know, to to just believe in this. It's another thing to believe in him or to put your trust in him. It's one thing to believe that historical fact, but it's another thing to realize we can't save ourselves and that we actually need Jesus Christ. You see, we could do a whole study on it, but the, the Bible talks about so many different things about humanity before we met christ bible talks about being cursed or under the curse talks about being born in sin or being a sinner actually being a slave to sin and here's an interesting thing when it comes to that it's so accurate because some people think they can control sin but you can't sin always controls right you all the things that sin has to offer all all you got to do is think of anything that's addictive, which is a lot of addictive things out there, right? From uh, gambling to any kind of drug, legal or otherwise, um, any kind of alcohol. All these things are addicting, right? S- many things God gave for our good, and man has even turned it around and, and turned it into something bad. So being a slave to sin is, is literally <laughs> accurate. You, you, perhaps you're here right now and you've got something that you're struggling with and you can't get over it or or you know people and they're like why can't they just quit why can't they just stop they're a slave to it all right it talks about the bible talks about being fallen or a fallen nature or being lost lost is probably one of the greatest descriptions of humanity because so many people just seem to be lost they they don't know their way in life all right now some seem to have it all together. But they're lost in certain areas of their life. They're, they're, I've, I'm trying to think about, I've, I've been lost to a certain degree, like driving in a car. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, men will never admit they're lost when they're driving. I have been lost to a certain degree. Not fully lost. Partially lost. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm making excuses right now, and every explanation I give is making it sound worse. Okay, I was driving and I was lost. Are you happy now? And... <laughs> But not really, because there's people around, and there's streets, and I knew I could get somewhere. i just have to ask somebody, or, you know. And GPSs aren't always great. There was one time we were coming from Montreal, and we had to go to Maine. And uh, I've never gone to Maine from, from Montreal before, but we had to go. And my GPS took me on a dirt road, <laughs> because it took me the shortest route, and the highway went this way, and the dirt road went this way. And I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure at some point my GPS said, turn left at old Billy's barn. But I'm not 100% sure of that. Because there's no signs, no nothing. But we have a GPS and it kind of guides us. Now, Getting lo- there's no excuse for getting lost. Now we have GPS's on our phones and, you know, we can still have them in our windshields and built into our cars. But that's the thing with humanity. We grow up and there's no manual and People say, well, get a good education, but what does that even mean? Or do this, you know, or, you know, but people then, they lose their way. How many people in relationships have lost their way, right? And there's something missing. The Bible also uses the term in darkness. It's like we can't see clearly, blind, all right? What he's saying here, this salvation, he says, You're saved through faith. He says, and not of yourselves. In other words, salvation can't come from within. This is is good news. We would think, man, if I could just save myself, see, if I could just be good enough or kind enough or love enough or if I could do it myself. That's kind of humanity today, though. We would would prefer to do it ourselves. We would prefer to do it without any outside help. We would prefer to live in such a way that we could be holy enough, pure enough, modest enough, righteous enough, justice enough, or just enough that we could pat ourselves on the back and say, we did it. There is an entire, as a matter of fact, if you get time to read it, the entire Old Testament, which is the majority of the Bible, was written just to prove to us that mankind couldn't keep the rules. The entire Old Testament was, was written just as proof. He gave all the laws. He was clear. He spelled it all out clearly. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. Clear. And they couldn't even keep those rules. Simple. Now, he says, put your faith and trust in me, and I'll save you. And we're like, oh, maybe I'd rather have a list of rules. Really? Because everyone else can't follow the rules. You see, putting your faith in God takes it take salvation out of your hands it puts it in god's hands it puts it in his court he's the one that died for us he's the one that took care of our sin it doesn't come from with us humanity can't save themselves and then he he says another thing in that verse that we read it's a gift how many love getting gifts how many get, getting gifts is your love language If you've read the book or seen the videos, right? When you get a gift, it makes you feel loved. But you know what? There's a lot of people who are good gift givers, and there's a lot of people who are bad gift receivers. You ever try to give something to someone? Oh, no. I couldn't take that. I remember when I was young and poor. Now I'm old and poor, but not really. God has blessed us. I was young and poor, and... Churches would get me to come and preach for them, and they gave me some money, and I was trying to be modest. I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I don't preach for money. I just preach because I love Jesus. I still need money, by the way. <laughs> Even people who love Jesus need to eat. And I know you're thinking, I've eaten way too much. <laughs> but that's because I love Jesus a lot. I don't know how they're related. No, that's okay. And I had a preacher one time. He just pulled it back and said, okay. <laughs> now I had to travel there. It took me gas. But then he said, listen, don't ever say that again. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. You know when someone gives you a gift, you know what you say? Thank you. Don't pretend you don't want it or just say thank you. All right? It's a gift from God. You see, here's the thing with humanity. We have this idea about the things we deserve and don't deserve. If your boss right now gave you a raise of a dollar an hour, how many would think that would be groovy? A dollar an hour raise right now for no reason. All right, four people. How about two bucks an hour? Who would accept two bucks an hour? (coughs) All right, we're getting some excitement. Four, this is an auction. Three bucks an hour. How about four? How about five? How about ten? You'd be like, I deserve ten bucks extra an hour. Some of you don't. I know some of you don't. But you'd be like, I'd take that. But if your boss says, I'm going to give you one-time bonus right now, $10,000. You going to take that? Okay. Do you deserve that? Some, no hesitation, and I know you're lying. I know you're lying. But if he walked in and said, okay, right now, $100 million. Do you deserve $100 million? Some of you are lying. You're leaving here and going straight to you nowhere. <laughs> All right? The truth of the matter is, that's not going to happen. So we can laugh and we can joke. But we have a hard time because you would be in disbelief if someone offered you 100. W- you would be like, no, this is not real. This is a scam. Right? You get an email. i have got to give you $100 million. You delete it. It's a scam. You don't check it out. You don't click on any links. But you see, God has offered us something priceless. God has offered us salvation. And we're like, no, yeah. no, no, can't be real. Uh, uh-uh. Now, is this salvation free? Yeah, I doubt it. Mm-mm. Scam. Churches are scamming us. Preachers are scamming us. Jesus is scamming us. He wants to give us salvation. Okay, what's the catch? What's the catch here? I know, this can't be real. This is too much. Well, it's not too much. It is too much in the sense... What have we done to deserve this? Nothing. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, he paid the price. And what we need to say is, first of all, I accept, uh, but thank you very much, God, for this salvation. You see, this humanity, because we're so distrusting of people, everything comes with a catch. But Jesus says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's why he didn't make it about works. That's why he doesn't say if you do more good deeds than bad deeds, you make it in. It's not about works. Then we'd all be bragging, comparing, trying to outwork each other, right? It's not about that. We, the Bible says we are his workmanship, created in Christ under good works for which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We don't do good works to earn our salvation. Not at all. But I'm so thankful today that he found me in that little neighborhood that I lived in. That low-income housing project surrounded by drugs and alcohol. Some of you know the story. Any night of the week, it's legal now, but but back in those days it wasn't. You could walk out into the streets and smell marijuana. We had one drug leak dealer and two bootleggers in that little neighborhood. It was filled with all kinds of stuff. And I don't know how God found me, but I know he found me. Uh, There I was looking for something more than what everyone in my neighborhood had because whatever they were doing and whatever they had, it was not working for them. Uh, I didn't see no peace, and I didn't see no joy, and I didn't see love. I didn't see any of that. Uh, Oh, Friday night was a good time for most of them, Uh, but the rest of the time was nothing but pain and misery and fighting. Uh, Amen. And there was no peace. There was turmoil and torment. amen but when a bus amen came through my neighborhood it was purple picking up kids for sunday school uh, and our family we got on that bus uh, amen and i found something that was real uh, and something that was true uh, maybe i can't prove it all scientifically uh, but i can tell you right now jesus christ uh, changed my life uh, not because i put my trust in a church uh, and i'm telling you right now Do not put your trust in this church. Uh, Do not put your trust in people or me or anyone in this church. Uh, Amen. But put your trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. To live this gospel is to live this life of faith. Amen. that one-time decision that I made became an everyday decision that I'm going to live for him every single day. And I'm finishing up. But we read in Hebrews 1 that tells us what faith is. If you continue to read Hebrews 11, we call it the hall of faith. Because it lists person after person. Amen hey man, I lived a life of faith. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and 7. It says that by faith Noah prepared an ark and saved his family. Hebrews eleven eight 8 tells us by faith Abraham obeyed God. And then verse 9, it says he stayed in a land of promise. And then verse 11, it says his wife Sarah gave birth. She was like 90 years old. It takes faith to have a kid at 90. It takes faith to have a kid at any age now. Uh, verse 13, it says these all died in the faith, having received the promises afar off. And they were persuaded of them and embraced them. Let me tell you something. A life of faith means you're living a faithful life. Amen. A life of faith means you're living a life of prayer and in the Word and in the church with God's people. It doesn't mean a perfect life. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't mean a perfect life. Amen. It means you put your trust in God. It doesn't matter if COVID's happening. Amen. We're still here. They're all over North America, maybe the world. There are people that quit going to church because of COVID. But there's a whole bunch more that are coming because of COVID. Uh, Amen. It's about living a faithful life. It doesn't matter what the government says or does or people are doing or saying. uh, Living this life of faith means we live it no matter what. Uh, Amen. In the Old Testament, it talks about all the things these people of God had gone through. And I can't, I don't have time. It's 1201. Alright? But they went through a lot of things. They were tortured. They died. The New Testament saints of God, they were killed, but they had their faith in God. Because it wasn't a one-time expression of, God, I put my faith in you. It was a life of faith. God, I'm going to be faithful to your house. I'm going to be faithful to your people. I'm going to be faithful to you, God, no matter what humanity does to me. You see, because What humanity does doesn't diminish my faith in in God. All the things that they did, are we living by faith today? Are we living by faith or is our trust in humanity or is our trust in other things to, to get us through, to carry us on? If you're watching today and you're hoping that a person will come into your life To somehow make your life better. And make all your dreams come true. Can I burst your bubble and say that person doesn't exist? Only God can make life what life should be. But yet, it's not about even life here. Because we live a few short years. The Bible guarantees us 70. Anything beyond that is bonus. Because you can be in the middle of turmoil and have the peace of God. You can be in the middle of devastation and have the joy of the Lord. There are people that have done it. People who live the gospel, who live this life of faith. The question today is not, are you going to trust humanity and world systems? And I'm not saying don't trust people. I'm saying don't put all your trust in them. Put your trust in God because people of faith are faithful people, are brave people, are courageous people, are trusting people, are people that have the peace of God and the joy of the Lord and victory over sin and we're free. That's people of faith. So if you're not living that way, you're not living this gospel. If you're not living free, you're not living this gospel. Amen? Again, I'm not saying you'll never have problems. I'm just saying your faith And your trust in God is greater than any situation. Let's all stand right now. You know, Jesus was approached by a man who needed a miracle. And this man asked for a miracle. And he was asked if he believed. And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. There's always going to be doubts and unbelief that are going to creep in. Is this real? Is God real? Can God do this? Is God really with me? Does God really love me? Can God take care of this? No problem with that. Just say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. God, doubts come in. That's fine. When the doubts come, the questions come, it causes me to dig deeper and to search further and to put my trust in God. And God is always, always taking care of me. Let's pray right now. Lord, Lord, I trust in you. Lord, I put my faith in you. Lord, if there's somebody here or somebody watching, Lord, I pray that they would put their trust and faith in you. Maybe their faith is low or weak because they put their faith and trust in so many other things and so many other people that let them down. God, I pray that they would take what they have right now and put that trust in you. God, that they would begin to read your word, begin to talk to you. Lord, that you would show yourself real to them. God, that the peace of God would enter their life and the joy of the Lord would enter their life. God, I pray that each one that hears this would put their life in your hands, God, would turn their life to you, would turn from their sin. God, and turn to you. God, and you'll lead the lost. You'll be the light in the darkness. God, you set the slave free from sin because that's who you are, God. Lord, for those that maybe have been around for a while, have lived for you, have trusted in you, but their faith has gone through it. Lord, maybe have taken some hits. Maybe there's some doubt. Lord, increase our faith today. Lord, I believe, help our unbelief. Through all the circumstances and trials and troubles, Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, help our unbelief. Go ahead and let's just talk to the Lord right now. If you need some faith, maybe you need a miracle in a situation, you need a healing, maybe you need to be set free or delivered. God can heal, you know. God can deliver from any addiction. God can do, take things out of your life that need to be taken out, put things in your life that need... To be put in go ahead and trust god right now as we sing and worship the lord let's just believe god together